it's tia and i'm felicia and you're listening to nothing but a number today we're talking about sex (laughs) s-e-x but first sanity check so friend this is episode 10 our last and final this episode. This is our last episode of we this made season. It. We did make it. Can you believe it's been no twenty weeks? Oh yeah, because we've been doing it every Bi-weekly. two weeks. Yeah, twenty, 20 weeks. weeks. Okay, how many months back, is that? It seems like it's flown by. Twenty divided by four. Oh Lord, I'm about to embarrass myself. It's yeah, five. I'm not even telling you. It's five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for almost half a year. That's crazy. And I still remember like us texting back and forth me doing the, the graphics and stuff and you giving oh, me feedback yeah. on what what you liked what you didn't like mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out the name we sat down and had a production meeting about the topics we had notes we had no we, we don't had have no more i don't know where that damn notebook went <laughs> yeah it's so, been a wild ride we need to give ourselves a pat on the back though because we stuck to it committed to it yes. and saw it to fruition and i need to give you a pat on the back because you have really been what do they call those people who like run the show behind the scenes? I don't run the show. You do. No, all you I do, do is I be like, create... "Are we meeting? Are we, what are That's we doing?" That's what I'm saying. You keep you keep shit running. Oh, okay. You're like, okay, we need to plan the next date. What time are you free? What are we talking about? Okay, what food are we eating that day? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get the food down. Gotta Pat. get the food Oof. right. Yeah. But yeah, this has been really great. Yeah. I think it's been really good for our friendship too. I think so too, because we didn't set out, you know, to really have no like real true monetary or no materialistic type goal it no. was just for us to just do something and then get together as friends yes to bond and have because we were inconsistent because lord no we don't have some laughs we have had some laughs <laughs> and who would have thought who would have effing thought that these 20 weeks would have been so monumental in our friendship because we're parting ways and a whole, do you think about all the stuff that's happened in the 20 weeks. I'm telling weeks. you. Woo. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's been a journey. I've had a lot of fun, though. Me too. If we never do this again, I'm so glad that we did this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm glad we got together and did this. Yeah. So speaking of being glad, what's going on with you? A whole hell of a lot, as usual. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I don't even know where to begin. It's been like in the two weeks, it's been so many different things that happened. Like Marcus mm-hmm. went to visit his dad's family. The youngest he went, son. Yeah, the my youngest. He went to a basketball camp. He had a good time. Um, my job situation has changed. We gonna put a pin in that. Yes, for corporate. Yes. Days. Um, it's been a lot of, a lot of reflective type thinking going on with Mm -hmm. me with all the different changes but I've been I've been on an emotional roller coaster but all in all I know God got me of course and I'm open to whatever this next phase of my life brings I'm optimistic I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to time off I'm looking forward to doing some stuff around the house you Mm -hmm. know things of that nature so I'm I'm excited about what the future brings even though it's unknown at the moment. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for you too. And I've been telling you that honestly, listening to you speak and knowing like everything that's going on with you right now. I remember I heard on a podcast not too long ago, I think it was getting grown. They had featured around the way curls. So they're, they're all friends. Mm -hmm. And so Antoine, I think it was Antoinette said, 
Sometimes you ask God for a chair and he gives you a chair. Sometimes you ask God for a chair and he'll burn everything in your house down <laughs> except for a chair. <laughs> and I feel like he might be in in the category number two. True. But girl, it's a chair. True. It is a chair. And thankfully, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. Thankfully, there is a chair. There is we'll a chair. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you're good? I am equally unable to really <laughs> express what's going on right now. Um, things have been just moving so fast. Like, I feel like things are moving so fast, I can barely even catch up. Like, I'm not going to the gym as much, but my body is sore because oh. I'm just running myself into the ground. So I sold my little condo, and so I've been trying to get out of there, and moving freaking sucks. Like, you would think in oh a little 900-square-foot place, I wouldn't have a lot of stuff accumulated over four years. But, girl, when I tell you, you endless tell trips... Me. I can't even imagine... Horrible. And in a short amount of, you did it in a short amount of time. It, the turnaround was so fast, which I'm grateful for because I really need to get out of there. But it has just been a task. And honestly, if Ahmed hadn't come, I would just be crying every day trying to do that shit by myself. Because mm-hmm. then my mom been acting like. Don't be talking about mom. <laughs> my mom, she she's helped me in some ways, but in other ways, she has sat back and watched me do this by myself. Well, I mean, she probably feels, I could probably, I see how she probably, I'm, I can imagine the stance that she's taking because you're her child you're her child right but you're a grown child Uh so you're a grown-ass woman so a part of her she's probably trying to find that right balance like interfere or don't interfere well she she's a whole ass woman she got a whole ass husband this is her life so i could use she's probably treading treading lightly i made her she came over to say hi the other day with one of our family (laughs) friends i was like um can you get that spackling and get to work because dang i need some help around here tia so she spackled my walls from i was like you can't just be lolly that was nice you watch me i'm sweating it was a lot but i'm finally like done i just have to get one more thing done for the house and that's it and mm-hmm. i have to say my goodbye i haven't even said my goodbyes i told you i was going to tell you my mom came and was like we've got this truck my stepdad has a truck we've got this truck we need to move your stuff tonight while you while they could help you while they could help me because he was going out of town and this was like on a weeknight i had no intentions of moving on you just sprung on me in the middle my of the night Lord, child. so it's 11 o'clock on a work night and i'm moving heavy <gasps> ass shit when, what time did y'all finish by do you remember like midnight oh that's that's not too bad girl moving heavy ass mattresses well, and shit yeah. up that was two, your workout flights of stairs that was your workout girl when i tell you it's been a week it's been a week. So I haven't even said a proper goodbye to my place. Do you think you'll have time to? I'm going to do it on Monday when I get the last thing done. Hold on. When is that going to entail? Some rituals? I'm going to have to go through. <laughs> I'm going to light some sage. Well, maybe You're going to clean sage. it out for the people coming? Let them do their own saging. I need to get my own energy out so they can put their energy in. Because I don't want their energy to, to mix with my energy. Girl, that I you got my way stuff more in. thoughtful. I want to touch the walls and thank them for supporting me. You're so earthy. I want to touch the door handles for opening opportunities All in my of life. Ain't but three. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say goodbye to my place. I mean, I get it. I have become a whole different person, I feel. From yeah, the beginning of when I got in that home to the end. Mm-hmm. How long were you there? So, I bought it in January of 2018. Oh, okay. So, a good three going on four years. hmm but yeah, so girl, your life is moving so quickly, and wasn't moving Oof. at all, friend. 
I guess that's, that's why though. That's probably why though, because the Lord knew already. He was like, when it, when we get ready to move, this puppy is gonna be nonstop. So, yeah, yeah. But I'm grateful for both. But it's you all and good me. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're both moving in the right direction. I feel. So, friend, tell me what you're listening to. So me and Ahmed officially have a song now. Ooh, for real. So, okay, here's the backstory. Wait, is it Lover's Rock? It is kind of like a Lover's <laughs> Rock song, yeah. So I asked Ahmed. Ahmed is not one to, like, compliment me, which I think is kind of strange. Like, you know, when I'm, you know, when I dress up or something, oh. he doesn't say, like, oh, you look nice or anything. Mm-hmm. So I say, why don't you ever compliment me? So one day. And what was his answer? He w- He was like. It's just not. It didn't it's not in my him. culture he, to he's like. He's just not like that. Yeah, like that's not a cultural thing for him, I guess. And so, <laughs> one day I came into the kitchen, and he was like, "You look like a fresh apple." <laughs> I was like, oh, that's my compliment today. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't tell me you busted out laughing. <laughs> And he was sincerely trying to compliment you. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord! But it was a good moment. It was a good moment between us. So did he then, laughed too. He did. <laughs> so then this song came on. We always listen to reggae in the car because he likes reggae. Mm-hmm. So there's this song by Tony Rebel called "Fresh mm-hmm. Vegetable." Okay. <laughs> You're looking like a fresh vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I've heard of Tony Rebel, but not that song. Oh girl, I'm gonna put it on the listening to stories. Yeah, please. But it. It is the perfect song for us because of that moment. So Aww, that's our song. That's so cute. Fresh Vegetable. Y'all so cute. Lord. Girl, what you been listening to? I have been... I wanted to talk about not what I've been listening to, but what I've been watching. Because, okay. you know, every now and then I get caught up in stuff on Netflix. You do. And you know I ain't got no cable. So, um... <laughs> You're in good I, company. <laughs> I found this old show called... Well, it's not real old. I feel like it might be 2017, 2018, something like that's that. That's kind of old. It's called Manifest. Have you heard of it? No. I told mom I started looking at it. She had heard of it. She was like, oh, no, no, that's not my thing. So I'm like, okay. I came across it because I was looking for something to watch. Um, And it's like two or three seasons, maybe. Maybe two seasons. I'm only on episode six of season one. Okay. But basically the gist is that these people um, were about to go on, like, the the flight was to like Jamaica or somewhere like that mm-hmm. and they were on their way to Jamaica and they had this really bad turbulence mm-hmm. and so it was like bad like they thought they were going to die type turbulence Okay. and then um, after the turbulence is so bad they're like we're going to turn and go back home and so on their way back home they're, la- they're trying to land and they got redirected and then um they're, they when they get ready to land, they start seeing all these ambulances, all these like police, oh, like Lord. a sea of red lights, and they're like, "What's going on? Like, what's going on? Whatever." And so they like they put all the corralled all the people together, and they're like, "What's going on? We don't understand what the problem is." And the guy's like, "The problem is this flight took off on X of day, twenty thirteen, <gasps> and right now it's this day, twenty eighteen." So, so they were in the air for five years? That's the whole point of the show. So the point of the show is they took off. It was 2013. Like, all their family, the whole entire world has moved on. They've just been missing this whole entire time. Nuts. 
Yeah. So the people on like the that. plane have not aged or anything. <gasps> I'm going to check that out. So they come I'm back. I'm surprised it's still on Netflix. I think it's fairly new to Netflix. You know oh, how Netflix has stuff shows. come and go. Yeah. So that part has been intriguing to me. So I, I've enjoyed this little backstories of the people. Like they focus on certain passengers' lives. Huh. Um, and so one, one of the interesting things is that one of the boys on the trip was a twin. Mm-hmm. So, of course, five years has passed. His sister is older. And now he's And still he's still stuck. his same age, but they're twins. That's nice. And he had cancer. So that playing out, like, how his cancer treatment's going. Because, of course, you know, treatments have advanced right. in that time. So, but there's this, there's, That's... I'm still in the mystery part of it. Uh-huh. Like, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Was the government involved? Was oh. it, like, aliens or whatever? So, um, it's been, it's definitely, you know, kept my interest. So it's like a like mystery kind of. But there hasn't any been, any, the only thing that's been really <clears throat> sci-fi-ish is, um, they're hearing voices hmm. and they're all hearing some of them are all hearing the same voice and the voices are trying to help them help somebody like this has mm. happened like four or five times since i started watching it and every time that they heard a voice or some urge to do something it was to hurt, help some some random person i'm gonna have to or check help that out somebody in some how many way. seasons are there i feel like there's only like two oh, okay maybe three so i'm on episode six of season one Wow. But you know, I'll be you know. I that's why I don't like looking at shows because I you get, get binged, yes binged on them. I get stuck, so that's where I'm at right now. It's held my attention, so I have to check that out. I've been trying to find a show that both Ahmed and I would like together because mm-hmm. he loves like action, oh, and okay. I don't like action. Um, so that might be a good blend. It's a good blend because the one of the ladies that they focus on, she's a police officer. Okay. So they're like she has the ins and outs of you know she has access to resources of trying to find information and stuff, and there's yeah. that action part of it. And then of course you know for you because you know you the psychologist. Girl, bye. <laughs> I have a bachelor's <laughs> of arts. Now nah, you a doctor, so <laughs> you might like that aspect. You know how it's affecting people. You know, emotionally, yeah, mentally. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I'm gonna check that yeah. out. So cool beans. Yeah. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. Manifest. Manifest. Yeah. Age ain't nothing but a number. When it comes to ooh ooh ooh, <laughs> hey, uh huh, oh, mm hmm. <laughs> sex. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Oh. oh. You're supposed to keep going, Felicia. No, I don't say all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> so let's talk about sex. Sex. Um, I waited purposefully. Is that a word? Yeah. I waited purposefully <laughs> to talk about this um on the podcast we talk about sex all um, the time yeah very frequently well not all the time we're not freaks no but, yeah. only one freaking but this we group, have an open oh, oh. <laughs> what's your sign what's your sign scorpio okay <laughs> i ain't saying nothing else but i didn't want to talk about it before ahmed got here um i don't even know if i have a rationale behind that I just I didn't either. because my experience was like super you just, limited. Well, I you waited. Were being, you were protecting your privacy. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah. So of course but you I don't have, have to have a reason. Honestly, that's true. Sometimes no is just no. Basically. But yeah, I wanted to talk about it because not from like an explicit 
perspective. This is not a porno, uh, but more from an emotional side, because that's often really the questions and the the lane that we go in i feel like when we talk about sex it's more like well how did that make the physical or you mean the emotional the emotional yeah Mm -hmm. and you know obviously if you haven't learned nothing about this podcast it's an emotional one we're always talking about our feelings Mm -hmm. so because you're the doctor no i have a bachelor (laughs) of arts thank you very much (laughs) but yeah i want to i guess kick it off with you well first of all first of all you're not gonna be putting me on the spot I have been with all these start. questions. You saw all these questions before I started asking, asking all them you. questions. Anyways. Yeah, but you, we didn't talk about follow up questions. We can do follow ups. I ain't got no problem with that. I know. <laughs> we know that. So, Felicia, yes. <clears throat> let me ask you: What was your earliest memory of sex? Not necessarily when you first had it, but just your earliest memory of sex. So I have two that I can think of. First of all, no disrespect or slight to my parents, but nobody talked to me about sex. Mm-hmm. So I found out from the streets, I like how how part. it works yeah. and all of that mess. Um, one of the things that I remember, this is so silly, is that when I was younger, probably like elementary school, younger elementary school age, in my neighborhood, I was the only girl. Mm-hmm. It was all boys. Oh, Lord. So I kind of grew up like kind of like a tomboy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I started getting older, like puberty started setting in. The The dynamics of our relationship changed me and the neighborhood boys. Okay. Um, and Uh-oh. It got, yeah. It, you had a love and basketball situation going on? No, no. Remember no, Kyla no. Pratt? No. She's the only girl? Nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember they, you know how, like, I guess when puberty starts setting and the boys started treating me differently. Uh oh. Like, they would be mean to me, you know, and <gasps> make fun flirt. of me and stuff like that. And I, that's when I stopped playing with them. Okay. But I do remember we, sometimes we would talk about sex. And I remember them saying that vaginas were called bushes. <gasps> I remember that. Oh my God. I don't know why. It just sticks out in my mind when you ask me about sex and you know body parts and things of that nature that <laughs> pops out gross and then i remember one time when i was younger i went to a sleepover with girls uh-huh. but they were older than me um and the conversation went to sex and then um not to be putting nobody's business on front street i'm gonna just leave it at the fact that the girls started talking more explicitly about have you had sex and what does it feel like how old were you guys they, i was like probably elementary and they had elementary to be, and these girls are asking you no you they were sex? older oh, okay. they were older the girls were older but i was invited so okay. i want to say and then it turned into um them trying different things like sexually together some together and some not together but and i'm just gonna just leave it at that it. yeah but oh, there was okay. also some physical stuff that happened too because right. they were like well, how does it work? You know, nobody, I don't think anybody really truly knew how everything really, really worked. Mm-hmm. And so there was some experimentation, sexual experimentation that occurred um, at that sleepover, even though it was all girls. I feel like that, I read that in a textbook. Like you it's did? part of child development. Oh, like exploring. Like, you know, the playing doctor, like that's, yeah. yeah, that's a thing. And then I remember I, uh, when I was younger, I, I remember kissing a neighbor but we were so young. You know how you just pretend. Yeah. Like, you just want to kiss. Yeah. But that's probably my earliest memories. Nothing real graphic. Just, you know, mm-hmm. surface level type stuff. That's fair. 
Yeah. That's fair. For me, I remember, so I was a latchkey kid, as I talked about in past episodes. So I watched a lot of television. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch oh. television at night. So there used to be a channel. The I don't want to say it was HBO. I don't even know if HBO was like a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. But there was a show. They would just show kind of like sexier commercials. Oh. And I remember like I was so fascinated because I just, it just was not part of my normal experience to see people acting like that or talking so sultry or anything. Mm-hmm. And I would watch the commercials and I knew it was wrong. Like you I felt like it was wrong for I you did. to be watching it. Yes. Like I knew like if my mom finds out that I'm watching this it's wrong and she did one time she busted in on me and oh, was like shit. what are you watching and I tried to change the channel oh, real Lord. real quick but you know the button on the remote that says go back to the last <gasps> channel that you visited it was on something else so she so she clicked that button <laughs> oh, and it snap. went back to the commercials I did I don't remember what she said but it was just um it wasn't a good look don't you think that that shapes our thoughts and feelings about sex like the shame like I know our parents don't mean any harm Mm -hmm. but like I feel like it shapes our how we see sex I do like I I feel like it it kind of creates that foundation of shame or it's wrong and that's one of my questions. even though you're curious you Mm -hmm. know what I mean yeah that's one of my questions for you for sure um so my my (laughs) next question before we talk about how that shaped your I guess view of sex in present day is when or was it when did I ask when oh the first experience yeah when was your first sexual experience and how did you feel emotionally so when you asked me I thought about this what we were talking about just now Mm -hmm. made me think about another experience that I had so when you say sex you mean with somebody else Alone. It doesn't have to be. If if your first, <clears throat> if you recall your first experience of sex being by yourself, then that's your first experience. Okay, so two sexual experiences. One I remember alone, uh-huh. masturbating. Yeah, I was really young. Okay, super young. I don't even know how I discovered it, mm-hmm. but I discovered it, and I remember I have I had done it before, but I did it. I knew it was wrong. I don't know how I knew it was wrong, mm-hmm. and I tried to do it on the sneak. And I remember one time my mom walked in on me. She beat me. You was just out in the open? No, I was in the bathroom. And she walked in the bathroom? Dang, mama. I was little. Okay. When I tell you I was little, I was way too little to be masturbating. Pink bikini little? Yeah. No, not that little. But probably like elementary school age, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. So she beat you? I remember she, I don't want to say she beat, but she definitely like some type of corporal punishment Mm -hmm. um so it didn't stop me from masturbating i just did it sneak you know sneaking Mm -hmm. being more careful watching the door (laughs) (laughs) and even when i did have a sexual experience with an actual person it was a boy i was 15 wow yeah i don't think i knew that yeah which is way too young i didn't know what the hell i was doing he had, he had already been with somebody before, but that was my first time. He was 15, too? Mm-mm. He was older. Ooh, girl, let me find out. Jailbird. Mm-hmm. He was like, is it too much information to be telling this? Because he was a senior. <gasps> that is so high illegal. School. And I was, um, 
Well, when we met, I was 14. He was 17. And then we dated. So he was my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we had sex. And I was 15. And what, what was your emotional takeaway from that experience? I was like, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> you thought you could do a better job? <laughs> I was like, first of all, it was so damn quick. Okay. No disrespect, but I mean, I was like, I I literally didn't feel hard, nothing, uh-huh. cause it was so quick, and I was like, yeah. this is sex. This is what everybody's been talking about. I thought like, it was a common feeling. What for in women. the heck is going on? Yeah, I hear that that overview a lot, or that review of their first time a lot. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think nothing of it. I I was more like surprised that that's all it was yeah like it didn't make me want it more it didn't make me curious anything about it I was just like I don't want to even say it was disappointment I was just like what in the world mm-hmm. kind of situation so maybe I don't know how I could say that that shaped me but maybe it turned it into it's not that big of a deal type outlook about sex mm. I don't know yeah I don't know we'll have to explore that Mm -hmm. for me I waited um to have so my first sexual experience that I count is like the textbook definition and so I haven't first of all what's the textbook definition so like penetration okay um well I don't know what the textbooks say these days child everybody's so progressive but um so with a man specifically for my case I waited until I was married uh to explore that mm-hmm. and um emotionally um to be honest I felt a little violated which is crazy because I was married um when you what what do you say that though um like well, violated how physically I felt physically violated um even though it was my husband, I just wasn't expecting it to be as dis- dissatisfying. Like, it was very uncomfortable for me. So it didn't play out the way you envisioned it? No, I thought it was going to be, like, romantic, and I thought it was going to be, like, I thought I was going to feel pleasure, and that just was not the case. It was very, very uncomfortable. Um, so that left me feeling a little violated and then I felt a lot of regret because I felt like okay well if this was going to be the experience I didn't have to wait (laughs) I was going to ask you I don't know if this is an appropriate time to ask but looking back do you are you fine with how you handled it like do you think that are you do you wish you would have handled it differently or is it just it is what it is at this point like as far as that you made the decision to wait it's a hard question to answer. I think, I mean, when I told Ahmed that I had been saving myself, he did not offer me that same courtesy, but that's all right. Um, when I told well, how him. how did he know? He hadn't met you. Well, I'm saying I hadn't met him and I was saving myself for him. Girl. Anyways. You cannot so fault him for that. I, I don't fault him. It's just, it would have been nice. Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh, about um, how did you feel? looking back oh yeah I feel like um when I told him that he was very like honored that I would oh, do that mm-hmm. you know and he I just think most men feel like it's different 
Right. They want a virgin. Oh, really? So I thought it was the opposite. I mean, I've heard some men say they don't want one because of all the emotional stuff that carries with it. But I feel like some guys want it because, oh, ain't nobody ever tapped it. Well, I think he fell into the second category. Yeah, this is mine. (laughs) Mine and mine only. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, he was just so honored that I would do that. And so I feel like that was great to have that gift to give. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also feel like in terms of my own agency... I don't know because I don't even know if I loved anyone enough to have wanted to have sex with them before I met Ahmed I don't girl know. you said a whole mouthful because why because some people don't even look at sex as they don't look at love. it like that it's, it's just, just a yeah a physical act yeah like a need being fulfilled like eating a sandwich or a desire yeah mm-hmm. and it is like the brain looks at sex the same way it looks at hunger or thirst mm-hmm. it's a need I think it's the hypothalamus in the brain that controls that center. I Mm -hmm. could be totally wrong. But yeah, I remember like it's a basic human primal need, Mm -hmm. uh, which is so funny because we stigmatize it so much. Like nobody shamed you for being hungry and wanting a damn sandwich. But let your ass masturbate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, or speak on it in that way. Exactly. So that I think is a good segue into what you were hinting at earlier, which is how has your sexual journey the things that you experienced up to this point shaped your view of sex now in present day that's a mouthful girl I it mean is. I can't even I don't know if I can even articulate and process my experiences to answer that question but I will say that I dislike the stigma that's associated with sex right I think it's harmful and all the different supposed roles that we're supposed to fit into like women are not supposed to be you know want sex Mm -hmm. women are not supposed to be aggressive sexually Mm -hmm. like that's what a man is supposed to be Mm -hmm. or whatever you busted Um, down that damn theory didn't you (laughs) shut it up (laughs) you said fuck that but I disagree with um people like the shame associated with it and not talking about it because like even for me having boys yeah it's been very and I know I wish somebody had talked to me about sex Mm -hmm. more when I was growing up and when I was younger and so I remember that and I try to talk to the boys about it like I actually have had the quote-unquote birds birds and bees conversation with the boys Mm -hmm. although they knew a little bit already and now as they're older I try to do pulse checks like are you having sex you know so what did that birds and bee conversation even look like girl I don't know I was just winging it (laughs) (laughs) I bet they were so uncomfortable because sometimes well no well sometimes like but I'm like why are you laughing that's what I was telling like what is so funny like because they're social we're gonna talk about this shit whether you like it or not like do you know how to put on a condom I mean are you thinking about having sex and you know the importance of not of protecting yourself i mean i feel like that's probably been the premise of my talks um because Mm -hmm. i worry of course about pregnancy that's probably the biggest thing that i worry about um and then stds but i mean i feel like it's healthy to talk about it it's healthy to um even with my partner to talk about sex like oh interesting yeah we talk about sex sometimes like about how your sex life is together 
Mm-hmm. And even our past experiences, too. Not oh, like, yeah. you know, spilling the beans and telling everything. Mm-hmm. but Because I feel like him and I probably are compatible sexually. Mm-hmm. And um, dry, our drives match and everything. So... I feel like it's just natural it's just natural to talk about it i don't see the shame and you know i actually think that i don't know if it has hit your boys but i think with the gen they're gen xers now right no i'm x your ex yeah that's older they're like millennials and i'm a millennial we're past millennials now okay so they're z then right i guess so gen z okay well, what about y who's y i don't think there was a y I think sure. it skipped. Because I remember seeing a meme about Y. Oh, we'll have to look it up. I don't know. Gen Y or I'm like Z. at the end of the X's, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with them... And you're a millennial? I'm a millennial. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now we're past millennials, so it's something else. Mm-hmm. So with this current generation, which your boys, I think, would probably Brianna, still fall... and you might be on yeah, the same. Yeah, I think we're on the same, the same scale. But with the yeah. younger kids now, I think they're finally opening up to like the more liberative aspect of sex because I was listening to remember I told you about that podcast Raising Rebels Mm -hmm. one of the topics the lady was talking about getting her 13 year old daughter a vibrator really and I was like (laughs) when I heard that I was like isn't that kind of young oh my gosh that's kind of young but then I thought about it and I'm like okay if we want to promote like um what am i trying to say if we're trying to promote confidence in your Mm -hmm. sexuality and not make it a shameful thing Mm -hmm. i kind of understand i understand do i agree i'm not sure if i agree i don't know but i understand where she's coming from that's because if you're in the bathroom if you're in the bathroom doing it yourself and getting corporal corporal but i ain't getting it from no damn actual inanimate object that could possibly desensitize my clitoris so that's your argument towards yeah that? because you know you can do it so much that you have no feeling oh, wow. until you actually are manually stimulating yourself there's oh, wow. women I, I know women like that now really see i didn't know they that. have a hard time coming because they masturbated so much <gasps> see i didn't know that so 13 yeah her daughter's like 13 and she's she gonna does. get manu- she's gonna get stimulated by a damn vibrator yeah I don't agree with that. Okay. I mean, use your fingers or something. Shit. So, okay, so for you, it's more of a physical risk. It's not necessarily the stigma surrounding I just feel it. like 13 is kind of young, even still, aside from the physical part. I mean, 13 is about time, the time those hormones start kicking in. So That's would you, pu- would you get your daughter a vibrator? Now listen here. I'm just saying. <laughs> we are not <laughs> applying this to our lives. I'm just bringing up the conversation. First of all, I'm married to an African, so I already know that that <laughs> is not even going to be. He's going to say hell to the naw. Girl, to the naw, naw, naw. <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't that... see anything wrong with talking about it with the daughter. Sure. And saying, hey, this is a natural part of life. You uh-huh. don't have to be ashamed. Uh-huh. But as far as, like, actually, I just felt like that, it just seems kind of young. That's, like, along the lines of um, getting a little por- a little person a cell phone so early. Like, you know. Well, that's, like, I feel like that's common now. Yeah, very. But I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. The, inter- I, or the internet itself is just so dangerous. I feel like 
that's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus like it's about you and your sexuality alone. But yeah, I feel like our our generations, since we're in different generations, we're socialized to see it as shameful. I feel like that stigma is slowly yeah. waning. I think so too. But I don't think it's hit Brianna and Marcus yet. But do you think it's detrimental that they that it is happening? It depends. It can be. I think it depends. What do you think? I mean, I like the the openness of it and taking away the shameful part of it because, right. like, even now, and this has this is not really related to sex, but I feel like it's kind of related. Like, I am the minority in my household. Mm-hmm. It's all men except mm-hmm. for Vita, you know, the cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they have the they basically have the freedom to walk around here shirtless. You know, all the time doing whatever. Me, I'm expected. I want to say the boys. The boys know because ever since I, they were younger, I have I walk around naked, mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't do it as much now because they're older. Mm-hmm. And then you know, there's the dynamics of my partner being here, and sure. that makes it awkward. Very awkward. Yeah. So that was a big adjustment for me when he started. When we all started living together, because he'd With be you keeping your clothes on. Yes. <laughs> Because it made him uncomfortable. We'd be like, babe, you know, why are you walking around like this? And I'm like, they're used to it. But he's like, well, I'm here. You know, it's weird. Yeah, and it I get, weird. I get that. Yeah. So it's been like, but then also I don't understand so, so much the shame. Like, why is it shameful that I'm naked? Like, who cares? Like, we're, we're, this is how God made us. And I feel like if you so, were in any other culture, not any other, but if you were in another culture, I think it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, because it's like we in like when you go to Europe and other places, they mm-hmm. don't place so much shame on nakedness. They, like when I was in like, Africa, nakedness is like <gasps> correct. When I was in Africa, we were going around town, and there were actually older they women were topless. topless. Yeah. And no big deal, right? No big deal at all. They probably felt comfortable and free as a motherfucker. Yeah. Girl, I wish I would walk around. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) But yeah, I think it is definitely a cultural thing. Yeah, because I don't want them to be... A part of it is because that's just me being free. But then the other part is I don't want them to be making a big deal over some lady parts. I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what? Okay, yeah, I see our breasts. Oh, I see our booty. Whatever. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Like, that's like kind of like with alcohol. Like, I try not to make, like, alcohol is not a big deal. So that when they become of age, it's not a big deal. Like, oh, it's just some liquor. You know, it's just some wine. What's a big deal? Mm-hmm. That type of... That's the stance that I take on it. I'm not saying that it, it's going to happen that way or play out the way that I want it to play out, but... Yeah. So it sounds like your experiences during your sexual journey your upbringing like just the different messages that you've internalized have created a sense of like tension for you and conflict because you don't want it to be this way like you don't want women to be seen as needing to cover up or not being the aggressor do you feel like because you are so in contrast to those messages and feelings that you have become more aggressive to sort of um, rebel against the standard do you think that has now that I'm older yeah Mm -hmm. because I would be trying to cover up or be like I mean I am that way still I'm I still feel like I'm conservative like Uh to the outside world 
But, you know, people that know me, of course, you they're not going to say that. Damn, well, Felicia. I'm saying when I, I would I, I would be the type that would cover up like, oh, my God, I'm so this or I'm so that. And now I'm like, fuck, let's put these hot pants on. Yeah. <laughs> not hot pants. <laughs> you showing your generation. Put, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> Let me put my booty shorts on. Oh, um, but now I kind of like I'm like, F it. it. I am who I am. I'm built like I'm built. I'm getting to be too old to be worrying about this and that. And that's I feel that way about when I see other women out there and people are body shaming them. Like, mm-hmm. so the fuck, what if they're big? Let them wear whatever the hell they want to. Why should they be ashamed of themselves? That's a tricky one. I don't agree with it. That's a tricky one. I don't agree with it. <laughs> I don't agree with Get some of tricky. it. Some of it is stank. But at the same time. <laughs> but why is it stank? Because she's bigger? I mean, why can't she wear Why can't the lady wear her uh, short shorts? Because she's bigger. But the skinny girl, nobody says nothing to her. Like, she's fine. Because she's skinny. It's, it's fucked up. There is no explanation. Um, yeah. It's just a socialization. And I agree. Like, sometimes I challenge. My mom is big on that. Like, oh, girl, do look you at her. see what she got? On? Now, mm-hmm. she know. She know better. And I'm like, well, for, for why? Yeah. She bought just it. Just let her live. She bought it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's a hard one. But I think that for me, like, I'm kind of like the opposite of you. When it, Not in all aspects, because I know you want to say I'm a secret freak. Okay, whatever. Closet. But, but when it comes to my sexual journey, because I have internalized all of those messages of being conservative, I have felt a lot of shame when it comes to sex. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that definitely impacted how I felt when I had my first penetrative experience with my husband. I felt violated and I think violation is it it brings on feelings of shame um just because I felt like I remember I had a hard time like being naked like still to this day I will not sleep naked like it is just so uncomfortable to me Mm -hmm. just to be fully exposed and little by little I'm coming out of it but it has been a journey and then when I we talked about our spirituality episode when I was like so into the Christian church Mm -hmm. that like played a number on my mentality for sex too and it just it's hard for me to feel fully liberated and I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think you have time. Mm-hmm. I was, I probably looking back, I probably was more aligned with how you are now when really? I was younger and your age. Okay. But the way that I feel now, like I would be curious to ask you this same question and see right. how you feel 20 years from now. Well, you can already see I'm growing by my text messages to you. What you mean? Like what? Like there's growth in my mentality towards sex. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it is happening. Um It helps <laughs> to have a husband here. Yeah, it, it's happening in <laughs> in the sense I'm not being dirty when I say it's happening. I'm talking about in the sense of my mental maturity mm-hmm. surrounding sex. Um, but it is a slow process, isn't it? It's a hard process. Last note on this, I remember listening to so another couple I follow is um the Henry's so belief in fatherhood is a YouTube channel and he's an influencer um, and a rapper um, belief or Glenn is his real name and then his wife Yvette is like they're a Christian family and they talk about how I think the first five years of their marriage was extremely hard because Yvette had such a hard time with sex because her her upbringing just made it so difficult for her to enjoy it or to be open about it and then Mm -hmm. glenn was coming from like baltimore maryland and like became a christian later in life and like was very explorative so these things are affecting 
people in really harmful ways and Mm -hmm. I think it's a tragedy and my hope is that you know if God decides to allow me to bear children that I may not be buying vibrators for my children but Mm -hmm. I would want them to like you said you talked to your boys about sex they laughed you know I would want to be able to talk to my kids and it's like we're talking about a TV show. You know what I mean? We're talking about what we're going to have for dinner. I think that would be ideal, but I don't know if that would ever happen. Yeah. Because don't you think some of it is just innate? Like... I don't. Because but, other cultures. Well... Nude beaches all around Europe. And they just walk around free. Hey, how you doing? You, yeah. you want to eat? But they still have some view, like some sexual view. What do you mean? Like in a conservative way? No, the opposite. Like... Maybe, I don't know if I'm... There was something that we were talking about on another episode. And you were saying it's in it's in the child or whatever. I can't remember what we were talking about. But just, like, because society has such a major... Like, even if you bring your children up a certain way, they still have to go out into the world. So mm-hmm. they're still going to face... They're still going to come into contact with views, like other people's sexual views yeah. or like sexual yeah. experiences That's or where I think it taints. Yeah. the viewpoint is from society because like I'll speak to my little cousins I'm not gonna specify which cousins I have but you know sometimes they're a little explorative and mm-hmm. like they'll be around the house maybe they'll like touch and like the adults will be like get your hand out your pants mm-hmm. you know what I mean which of course you know you can't walk around life with yeah. your hand in your pants right but at the same time I think on the other end of like is this creating shame like is this creating social behavior that is appropriate or is it creating shame? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's probably a little bit of both because mm-hmm. you can only, there's only so much you can talk to a little child about where they'll understand, mm-hmm. you know, it's so complex. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's up to the parents to not have such a knee-jerk reaction yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're but it's hard not to sometimes. Because right. it's jarring to see. Yeah. Because we're like taught not to. Because you think about, I think probably from a parental perspective, you think about your kid, you're preparing them for the world. Exactly. And you say, so like, oh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. knee-jerk reaction. Right. Get your right. hand out your pants. Yeah. But it's the same thing as boogers, like picking your nose. Yeah. Like get your hand out your nose. Right, right, right. <laughs> but but in 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 that same vein, like when you tell a child, get your hand out your nose, I don't know. It's so like murky because like that's a hygiene thing. But then also having your hand in your pants is a hygiene thing too. Yeah, because you can so, get some juices. Right. right. <laughs> so it's a it's a hard it's a really hard thing. But to answer your question do I think kids are innately wired to see sex as bad? Um, and I may be misinterpreting what you were trying to say. I don't. Like, they say you can't, You don't have to teach a child to lie. Like, kids just know. Mm-hmm. Like, that manipulation That's is just That's what we were innate. talking about. Was it? I think so, yeah. I think you have to teach a child to be ashamed of their body. What about, you don't think it's along the same lines, like you just said, lying, and then, like, with racism, like, in how you just... You just grow up. Oh, yeah, like human nature to the mm. in-group, out-group thing. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, was it? Yeah, where um, the child naturally goes to the people. To, yeah. I don't think so. I really don't think so. And I just say that because I would like us to just explore different cultures and see. Because, like, in Africa, like I said, well, let me stop talking about Africa like it's a country. In Sierra Leone, mm-hmm. that's the only country I've been to in Africa. Kids run around completely naked. Fine. 
And Little nobody girl naked, says anything. nobody says anything. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just And ain't like, nobody acting perverted. Right. So it's just, I don't think it's natural. I think it's taught. I think it's cultural and social. Mm-hmm. But I think the last question that I wanted to ask you is what role does sex play in your relationships currently? Sex, like right now, currently plays a higher role than like than it others. has in the past. But okay. I think it's because I'm older and I'm in my forties, and you probably have heard that a woman doesn't even get into her sexual prime until she's in her forties. Have you heard mm-hmm, that before? Mm-hmm. And I think that might be why it's uh, you know playing out just because of um, me Age. developing you know hormones. Yeah, my hormones. That's but I, I think that might be the only the main reason why I did that's the main reason why maybe a secondary reason could be because of the chemistry that me and my current partner have like, it's an intimacy thing for you yeah I think so yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. and we're um, because we're so highly matched physically I think that also might be why it's yeah. higher up yeah that makes sense I think Honestly, the intimacy part is mm-hmm. what's getting me to grow in, in a mental capacity when it comes to my view of sex. Because just focusing on the physicality of it, it just it doesn't bode well with me at this current so time. So you're not down with the quickies? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> For me, it's, 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 it's a connection. It's an the emotional bond. connection. It's a bond. And then also you have to keep in mind, like... Ahmed and I are very culturally different Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of miscommunication throughout the day but sex is universal that's true and it does not require verbal communication Mm -hmm. you know depending on who you're with (laughs) so that's kind of like the ultimate like we are we can connect if we can't connect on anything else we are able to connect with this you know and it's an intimate moment um so yeah, I would agree that I wouldn't say that it plays a higher role, um, but it does play a major role. And now mm-hmm. I'm more apt to realize when it's missing, you know, and that's something that wasn't always the case. Like earlier on in our marriage, like I would always like not want to have sex. It was like I was always trying to make an excuse versus now as I'm maturing and now that we're together physically, um, I notice more when our cadence is different so mm-hmm. it's a journey but um yeah you got any final thoughts nope <laughs> i know you out you over there trying to you can hold see my brain on, you see my brain going hold on you to said we were focusing on the emotional. emotional we're not talking about the physical we're not we're not that's for unplugged after this end that's fine i mean so girl um <laughs> this deck of cards no just joking <laughs> did you, did you let me cut this all right um so <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed this last main topic on to corporate Look at her. y'all see her rushing <laughs> running so friend the time has come <laughs> corporate days <laughs> I'm going to give you the floor, and I'm here supporting you with whatever you have to say. I guess y'all could tell she already know what's up. Yeah, of course. I always know. 
<laughs> so my corporate life has drastically changed since we last recorded an episode. Yep. I have been released from my duties, or will be released from my duties as of a month from now, basically. And I will be jobless. <laughs> they call it fun employed. That's what the young people say. Fun employed. Fun, em- fun employed. Fun employed. Fun employed, yeah. So it's been one of those situations where it's a mixed blessing. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried because I've been through this before. Basically, I was let go, a part of layoffs, you mm-hmm. could technically say. And I kind of knew it was coming. It's just the way that it happened was extremely foul. Yes. And very haphazard. Foul play. But in the in the long run the way that it happened probably made turn the tables more in my favor than they would have if it hadn't happened the way that it happened. I'll just put it that way. Their yeah. their mess up actually probably benefited me because they're probably, you know, I feel like they're trying to clean up the messiness that occurred. Right. As right. a result. Safe face. Yeah, safe face. So, I mean, how was your heart? I'm a little bit afraid, but I know God got me. So, and I've been through this before, um, back in 2010. And Damn. I worried the whole time. That's the crazy part. That so here important. I am. Wasn't even fun employed for you. Nah, I was worrying the whole time. Couldn't enjoy the time off. So I'm older now. I'm wiser now. I've been through this before. So I know I'm going to, me and the boys, we're going to be fine. We'll you be are. okay. That will be mortifying. I'm going to take some time to um, rest, get some R&R, and then I'll get on the bandwagon of looking for something else. What is that going to be? I don't know. And my heart says it's not going to be the same thing I'm doing now. And that might be a really good change for you. Yeah, I'm tired. Remember I told you I, my back was hurt and my mm-hmm. wrist was all jacked up? Yep. So, I mean, all the signs were pointing towards, you know, this is the beginning of the end or whatever, and it Mm -hmm. needed to end. So it's just, it didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. So my thing with you was when you told me, I originally (laughs) got on the defense, you know me, you know, I'm I'm gonna defend my damn friend to the end. Mm -hmm. But a part of my consoling, my very aggressive consoling (laughs) was um, not taking into account your humanity. And you did share with me that it really did hurt your feelings. Heck yeah, I felt disrespected as a motherfucker. Like, yeah, I done was. gave all my time, all my energy, all my sacrifice and my years of service and this is how y'all do me. That was the initial... Well, after the heart, the heart beating, like, oh my God, what? The fear. The yeah, trepidation. then I, the anger set in. So your emotional response... Which you did tell me that you were teary. In yeah, a couple I of cried. Instances. Like the the that day, I cried. They were I couldn't angry hardly tears. sleep. Not even angry tears, just sadness. Yeah. And then you know, like, but what was the sadness for? The disrespect. Yeah, the disrespect, and also, you. I guess there's a certain level of shame associated with it, whether it's right or wrong. Okay. Just a certain level of shame, like, oh my god, like questioning my who I am like who I am as a worker who I am as a person like even though it was a layoff and not a termination mm-hmm. because like you know once people start finding out of course you'd be like well what did they do like 
what happened mm-hmm. that type those type of thoughts ran through my head too like these people obviously don't ha- hold me with very high regard or it wouldn't have played out the way that it played out mm-hmm. that type of thing so questioning who I am as a person they yeah I did question my um my self-worth as far as my career and things like that are concerned I don't know that's I know I'm not expressing myself well. You are expressing yourself I'm not exactly good at being the vulnerable. way that you need to. I'm not good at being vulnerable. You're being very though. vulnerable. Yeah. You're being very open. So, yeah, I just, I'm, I was doing good up until, like, Thursday. And then they continue, I feel like they just continue to do missteps. Misstep mm-hmm. after misstep. So, I was doing good until Thursday. Then I kind of spiraled back and felt like I kind of went back to how I felt when I found out because they keep taking away they keep making power moves they take taking away my power like taking away the power for me to control what's going to happen next yeah like oh they decided they were going to announce to people but didn't tell me they were going to announce mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. that, that when you you know how it's like when you start um people start reaching out to you yeah and it just makes you more emotional yeah it was like it happened that way but I wasn't ready for it to happen that way. And that's why I that's why I suggested that you take control of the narrative first. And I respect that, you know, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to damn talk about it. Yeah. But when I left, I knew before I send this damn email out, mm-hmm. I better say all my goodbyes now. Yeah. And I better let people know I was willing to stay to the end. Mm-hmm. I was willing to do the right thing so that when they come back with their bullshit, you know what I had to say. And I you wonder know? if that's why they handled it the the way that they did because like I said, I'll be there for at least another month. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to misspeak and say too much, but I almost think it would have been emotionally better for me to just be gone rather than just letting this whole month play out. Yeah, that's possible. Um, but at the same time, you did your part. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And regardless of what anybody has to think about the situation... First of all, who cares? You know, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you're going to leave in that and that the situation is going to completely change for you. And I don't want to say that they're going to forget, but it's just no longer going to be oh, yeah. in the forefront of their mind. They'll forget about me. And so at the end of <laughs> I'll the just day, fade into the oblivion. it's all about you and how you feel. Yeah, I think I, I think I will feel a lot better when my actual last day occurs. But ultimately, Felicia, I feel like I'm happy for you. I know that sounds crazy as hell. Yeah, because I'm out of that crazy place. Exactly. And that's it. I'm just happy that... Because you wasn't going to leave. I would have left. I told you I I I was going to give it two years. Felicia. Didn't I say two years? It's been eight. I know, but I had said two because I would make it an even ten years. Girl, bye. You wasn't going to leave. And then Marcus would have graduated by then. So it would have been free game. That's why God had to burn that shit down. Yeah, he burnt it. He had to burn that down <laughs> to the ground. But yeah, but I mean, I ultimately it's a new beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You should be excited. I will be, but it's Fun still employed. super. It's super fresh, super new. It is. It yeah. is, and you're a human being. So let me stop being aggressive. Yeah, but I'll it's get exciting. There. And you get you getting paid, honey. Thank God. You getting paid. Thank God. So it'll be good. That wasn't nothing but the Lord's covering. 
See how much they try to mess with God's kids? And he'd be like, no. And I hope that shit burns straight to the ground. Not happening. You're not going to do my daughter like that. Absolutely. Look at Veda standing guard for me. Mm-hmm. Veda is Felicia's cat. Me and Veda have gotten close over the months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I guess a couple years now. Yeah, but it happened. It happened kind of quick. In the last few months. It yeah. progressed. Because of the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> the cadence. Yeah. So tell me, friend, how you doing corporate-wise? Things I'm looking good. on the up and up. Yeah. I'm so I never in a New job who this. <laughs> you <a> mess. <laughs> yeah, it's really going well. Like I think I told you I was really I think in the last podcast I told you I was really scared. Like, okay, I'm coming from a zoo. <laughs> what kind of animals are over here? Did who am you I say dealing that with over the here? Podcast? Maybe I just told you off off the mic. Yeah, because the last remembrance I have I think you said it was you felt like it was divine yeah I do did you say that in the last one probably okay but yeah I was just I was kind of like holding my breath but you know what it's very interesting the way that I went into this job versus the way I went into our past employer Mm -hmm. because when I went into our past employer I was very conscious of my reputation and how I would be seen Mm -hmm. and this that and the third and I came into this job like this is me this who you hired so what you finna do like Mm -hmm. hello i don't understand can you explain being you feel like you're being your you've been your real true authentic super authentic i've been going in super authentic and it has i see the way in which it makes a difference because you know when you get into a new company well you probably don't know it's been so long for you child whatever (laughs) you there's this feeling for me there was this feeling of like overwhelm at our past employer and just feeling so like stressed and from like the very here, beginning, from the very felt. beginning, it was just mm-hmm. like there's it's too much information, it's too much to think about. I'm thinking about all the politics of it. Mm-hmm. And with this new job, I'm just being my black ass self. Like you put less pressure on yourself, I think. And I feel very curious. I feel more curious than overwhelmed. But if you're being your authentic self, then that's less that requires less less effort. effort. Yeah. yeah. Because you're not having to uphold something that is not natural to you. Right. And so that's why I think it's divine. Like, I had to go through that to get to this. Just the same way that you have to go through what you're going through to get to your next. Mm -hmm. And so I feel really good. I feel like I'm hoping. I said this in our last podcast. I'm hoping that I don't have to find another company. I really hope that I don't have to find another company. I don't like the, the prospect of switching jobs. I'm not a corporate climber. Um, I do want to be treated fairly for the work that I put in I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. but at the same time I don't need to chase a check okay but if you end up having to do that you're okay with that if things got bad at that company Mm -hmm. and I had to look elsewhere because of the circumstances Mm -hmm. I will do that that's what I did at our last company Mm -hmm. but I don't want it to get to that I want to be able to just stay and be calm and cool and collected and, and retire do, and get paid to do yeah what to do. so yeah, it's good it's going really good um mm-hmm. and i'm so thankful because with everything else going on right now child the last thing i need to be worried about is the job so exactly. i thank god i thank god well praise the lord all right our last table topic are you sad i'm, I'm sad <laughs> But you know I'm gonna be asking you unplugged. Yeah, that's our whole conversation. I call Table you and ask topics. questions. Heck yeah, <laughs> some deep ass questions. These aren't that deep. Okay. And I feel like you asked me an iteration of it. 
I did? What, a long time ago or recently? I think so. But we'll see. I'll ask them both. I have two. I can't decide which. So you said say them both. Yeah, might as well. So the first one I had is looking back, Uh-oh. is there anything you would have done differently? Yeah, I thought we did this one already, didn't we? Damn. That's okay. So let me do a, a different one did. Don't you want me to answer it? Because I already know my answer. Let Answer it. Let me see if I remember you answering it before. <laughs> one, okay, it's, they're kind of related. One, I would have been more mindful not to get pregnant when I got pregnant with Breon. I don't remember you saying that. Yeah. We talked about this kind of in a, I think in a, when we talked about love and marriage or something, the the sec, the relationship slash love episode we had alone, not with your mom and Cindy. Oh. It was something, somehow it came out. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have got pregnant, like unexpected pregnancy. Yeah, because I said then Brian wouldn't be here. And how yeah. would you feel? Well, about he would have been here. It just would have been different. It would have been another baby, maybe. And then I would have stayed. Like when I would, when I got pregnant, it was I was finishing up school. I was damn near done with school, mm-hmm. and I was working up in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have stayed in the D.C. area. Really? I wouldn't have came back home. Oh my gosh! It's way more opportunities there, girl. But it's so hard to live there. I would have been okay. So you're about that city life. I would I would like to have access to it. I don't want to be in it. Okay. Like I would have to be like in the suburbs. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I just feel like my life would be different if I hadn't one gotten pregnant and then two stayed up there in that area because I already had like a full time job and everything. So what? How do you think your life would have been different? Maybe that'll be less the new struggle. question. Less struggle. Hmm. Less single mama struggle stuff. Hmm. So financially, you think it would have been much different? Yeah, but then I feel like that would have rolled into other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. My other question was, what is your happiest memory? Did you ask me that? And I said Disney was, World? Yeah, we did this. Damn. Because <laughs> remember, that's how we did the pictures. Oh, yeah. that's It felt so familiar. You want to recap. I do want to recap. Okay, let me switch it up. Some of my, I can tell you what some of my happiest memories and moments are. I thought that was the question. When I'm did. not, you said, I think, well, I think it was phrased like as from your childhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay, well, then what's your happiest memory in your adulthood? How about that? I don't know if I can pinpoint it down to one particular moment. And it's not even anything specific like getting married or having a baby. But I feel like it's when I'm not doing anything and I'm at like the beach, and I'm literally we going to the beach. Yes, we are. Like That's literally, exciting. when I'm not doing anything, there's nothing that needs to be done. I'm not reading. I'm not on the phone. I'm not talking on the phone. It's just me and the breeze and the sun and the ocean waves or whatever. Or I'm driving and I don't have anything to do. Like I love when. Me and my partner have gone across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel lately. Mm-hmm. We've gone on our little mini vacays. Aww. And he's driving and I'm just sitting there laid in back in the seat. Like looking at the ocean, looking at the birds and all that kind of mess. You're so earthy. You talk about me. Because <laughs> I want to touch I'm, my... And I just zone out. Three doorknobs. Yeah. You're oh looking Lord. at the birds. <laughs> looking at the birds and the waves. And the ducks. 
and the ducks. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the music is going, and you just don't. It's just like you don't have a care in the world. Like I'm not even responsible for the driving. I'm yeah. just riding, chilling. Yeah, I love that. That is, it is relaxing. The car car rides for me are very relaxing. Mm-hmm. I don't really do much outdoors unless it is the beach, but car mm-hmm. rides. But I always fall asleep in the car, so. I think it's just the mother nature, nature-y stuff. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. So what about you? First question was what? If I could change anything. Oh, yeah. If you could change anything, would you? And if you would, what? <laughs> There's so much. There's just so much that could have gone different. Um... Honestly, I probably would change a lot of things just to see how my life would change. But then, okay, so I had kind of a reflective moment the other day. I was um, riding past my high school, and I was remembering the state of mind I was in in high school. I was a super introvert, a super nerd. You seem like you would be like socially by awkward. the books type girl. I was for the most part, but I was quiet. Were you a teacher's pet? Yeah, and I was mean. Oh, well, I'm not surprised there. What? <laughs> What does that mean? Because your asses can be... You can be cutthroat, Tia. How? T.T.? How could I be cutthroat? Why do people say T.T. then? It was just a childhood That's that name. alter ego that come out. It was, it was, just, a, it was just a childhood Shit. name. Shit. <laughs> mean in what capacity? Mean towards you? Not mean, but you could be like uh, cutthroat. Like, <laughs> this is how I feel, or this is the way it's going to go, and that's what I said. I said what I said, and that's it. But, okay. Oh, you disagree? I don't see myself <laughs> that way. So you tell me all the time when I say I don't see myself a certain way, you be like Felicia. Yeah, that's true. Cause you are a freak for real. That's a damn lie. <laughs> don't put me on front street like that. <laughs> She's a freak. Ow. Okay, so yeah, I would change a lot. What's one thing? Cause you being real vague right now. It's so hard because you know the butterfly effect. You know the butterfly effect? going to happen whether, whether you change anything or not. No, like if you change one thing, it changes everything. Yeah. And there's some things I would want to keep. Well, you're thinking too deeply about I'm it. I'm thinking too deeply. Pretend deep. like you can change it, but the rest of the stuff will still play out. I wish that I had never moved to Greenville. Even though I had to move to Greenville because I had to establish some credit. the brothel days? The brothel <laughs> days? I was never in no brothel. What are you talking about? What is it called? Not a brothel. Uh, uh, where you live on like a compound or something. Didn't you say you did that one time? I lived in a compound? Or something. You did say that one time. I lived in a compound, Felicia? <laughs> what, a campus? Like Rainbow from uh, Blackish. <laughs> I don't watch that show. What the hell are you talking about? You told me you did something. You did some kind of program or whatever. Oh, the AmeriCorps? Is that what it was? It wasn't no what, compound. How did you describe it? It was public service. I hope I'm not getting it mixed up with somebody else. I think you're getting it mixed up with no, somebody else. No, I'm not because you described it. You As like, a compound? You were like, you know I lived in such and such. You don't remember telling me that? No. Okay, I'm sorry. Y'all can just ignore everything that I, I said. I don't know what she's talking seconds. about. But okay, go back to, to what you said you were. Oh, tell me about Greenville and why. It was a very isolating experience, and it wasn't what I wanted to do originally. I wanted to actually move to Texas originally, which is so funny how life... Way back then? Way back then. It's funny how life pans out. Like, I have not been forgotten by the divine. 
What did you? How come you wanted to move to Texas back then? You had been to Texas and like I had it. never been to Texas, but I had college friends. Texas. Yeah, I had college friends who lived in Texas, and I was doing research on it. And I like the fact that Texas just has so many different pockets of culture that are different. Mm-hmm. Like you got the Houston, and then you have the Austin. And then you have the Dallas, you know it what I mean? It's very different. And it's all very different. So, and you have the San Antonio. So, mm-hmm. it's like... I have a girlfriend who lives out in Texas right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, our friend from work, right? Mm-hmm. I actually have another childhood friend. Yeah. So, I wanted to move there. And then my mom was like, you can't move there because you've never lived completely by yourself before and I need to be able to access you. So, I settled mm-hmm. for Greenville. And then it didn't work out. And so, I feel like... Well, I could have died, you know, if I had went to Texas. Is that the one? I probably wouldn't have been ready for it. Decided enough is enough, and you just up and left. Yeah, that one. Okay. Mm Mhm. So, um, I probably would have done that different. And there's just so much. There's so much. But again, I was riding past my high school and thinking about who I was before, during that time, and who I am now. And I really feel like, as a young person, I was so afraid, like of who I was gonna be. I think we talked about this in our success episode. Oh, I think mm-hmm. I would be pretty proud of myself. I would Why have been like, oh. All these tie-ins to the old episodes. Because it's number 10. That's kind of freaky. We're freaking out. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think I would be proud of myself. But don't you think that most kids think that way and operate that way? Some That's kids just be on it. Some. Some they are be just like, it, baby. boom, we're going to do it. But yeah. I think for the most part, I feel like most younger people have that same type of mentality like you yeah fear fear is a big thing I feel like maybe just in the high school and the college I went to they put on fronts like they had their shit together uh, your peers yes maybe because you ain't gonna catch me slipping it can be a good and a bad thing because it can make you close-minded and not open to certain things yeah yeah. So yeah, ultimately I think it all happened the way it needed to so happen. So you say you wouldn't have went to Greenville at all? I wouldn't have went to Greenville, no. So instead of Greenville, would you have stayed home or you mean you would have went to Texas? I think I should have went to Texas. I think I should have fought harder to go there. Because who knows, maybe I would have been in a situation out there that I would have liked better than coming back here and then falling into our old company. And then, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I- I'm I'm not mad at where I'm at. Um, there are things that, of course, I would want to change, but I'm not mad at where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Number two, happiest moment in my adulthood was probably my co- Is it corny for me to say my college graduation? No, because you're young as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was five whole years ago. Oh my God. A whole five. A whopping five. A whopping five. Girl. <laughs> Not even gonna comment. Do you know how long ago I graduated college? I don't know, friend. The year 2000. Damn. Yeah, we got a gap. We got a little bit of a gap. 21 years ago. Damn, girl. I was six years old and Jesus. he was coming out of college. The offense. I could have taken care of Breon. You said what? what I couldn't even have taken care of Breon. What did you say about yourself back then? I didn't hear you. You said I could have I was what? six years old. You were six in 2000. Yeah. Who no, was? I was seven. Seven. I could have helped you with Breon, but you couldn't have left me alone with you Breon. You just would have been a cute little girl. I was like, hey, baby. I was bad. 
you were mm-hmm. always wanted to be independent but yeah that was my happiest moment i just remember it feeling like this is i'm living now like the, you were an the, adult yeah like the world is my oyster like, a rite of passage yeah so i remember that was just like the happiest day for me and i hated school Oh, yeah. oh, even when you were younger, like a little girl. Yes, the politics of it just was so oh draining Let me to find me. Out you're like Marcus because he hates school. Well, I performed well in school because I was scared to do bad. Yeah, that's how I was too. <laughs> but let me don't let me come home with anything less right, than A's and B's. Right, and I wanted my I wanted to make my mom proud, but I hated school. It mm-hmm. just was very political for me. It was so political, and that's what killed me. Like, I remember I was taking a class, and then we can end it because, you know, I'm rambling now. <laughs> I was taking a class on feminism at the time I was still on my Christian tip. And the lady was just saying some wild shit, but I was so afraid. In the class? Yeah, oh. shit that I just really disagreed with. And I was so afraid to voice my opinion because everybody, it was groupthink. And it was like, anytime anybody even tried to divert from the consensus, it was like, what are you talking about? Like your From logic makes no sense. Or like the the teachers collectively. Oh, okay. And so I hated that part of it. I'm like, okay, we're in an institution where we're supposed to inspire individual thought, but mm-hmm. then you guys don't. Keyword institution. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Girl so, yeah. was pregnant when I graduated from college. I know. Brian was in my belly. We both walking across the stage. Out there killing it, <laughs> killing it. Yeah. I ain't mad at your friend. But yeah, that's all I've got. I don't want to end it. I'm so sad. Yeah, it's time to say, it's so hard. <laughs> Actually, no, we ain't going to do that. So long, farewell <laughs> to you, my friends. <laughs> what is that even from? I was thinking Out of the box. Mu- I was thinking sound of music. But you. <laughs> oh, see, generational differences. Nothing but a number. <laughs> that's it, folks. That's it. And it's a wrap. <laughs>